Ladies and gentlemen, this is El Cochino, Tom Lawler, and I'd like to welcome you to the podcast that puts the lotion on its own skin, Lucha World. Bitchin'. Greetings. Do you recognize this voice? Either you're happy to hear me or you're saying, no, I will not listen to Lucha World ever again because they brought that rat-ass bastard Vandal Roman back. <laughs> this is episode number five. 95. 95. <laughs> it's number five. We're talking about the, the 1980, the 19, what is it, 2015? Maybe I'm reminiscing about our uh, number five podcast, which I don't remember. That might have been the anniversary from 2015. <laughs> it's possible, because we've been doing it for a while. So, we are, uh, we are here in Las Vegas, Nevada, not Walnut Kills. Episode number 95 of Lucha World... This is Vandal the Love Handle Drummond, the freak, and I'm here with Frito Esparza. And uh, talk, talking about who gave us our handles, Freak and Frito, he's in the news. Yeah, yeah, Conan. He's back. He's back. Well, he wasn't gone. He's just working for every single promotion. In <laughs> you know, it's true. I mean, I was telling somebody, I go, I go he's... It's gonna be oh I'll, we're telling I was telling Garza Jr. Mm-hmm. and on Baja Stars USA I go I go do you think you're gonna end up working in AAA and he's like he's like you know if they pay me I will and I go well you know Conan's there but you know Conan's everywhere he's like an impact he's in Arrow Lucha and now he's back in AAA so you know and I'll never forget a few years ago hearing uh, when Rick Flair Rick Flair had his podcast on MLW. He was uh, talking about Eric Bischoff asking him to job to some Mexican called Conan, uh-huh. and they laugh about it on air. And, and Ric Flair says, "Conan, whatever happened to him?" He thought that he was on the same uh, network podcast network. I know, totally, totally. <laughs> I think Flair came in right afterwards too. So, and yeah. it didn't last that long. Yeah, but still, Conan's been everywhere. Yeah, I mean, he, it's not like it's just some unknown man. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not like, like Mr. X. Yeah, it's not like he was wrestling like uh, Mr. Pepto. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Mr. Pepto. We're going back in time yes. to win promotion yes. in 1989. I do have one match of his. I realized I had one match of his. I'll have to upload that later. Oh, so you actually have a match, match? Yeah, Mr. yeah. Pepto. It's from Conan. It's from that Conan VHS awesome. tape that you got. Another Conan um, news. He actually did give us one VHS tape. Like he gave you a VHS tape of um, many years ago. Yeah, yes, I his, remember that. His Juarez stuff and the Juarez uh, and when first time I ever saw Freddy Krueger. Uh huh. And oh, here's my question to you. He actually was the one that had a Mr. Pepto match on there. Yes. Yeah. That okay. Yeah. He, I, don't remember, I, don't I didn't realize Pepto. Conan was a Mr. Pepto fan. Now we have to ask well, him. Well, we have thing. to we have to grill him about yeah. that now. Yeah. Um, That'll go. That'll be like the second question. The first question is like Conan AAA. Why? <laughs> <laughs> second question, Mr. Pepto. Were you a fan? You were a big fan, yes. weren't you? Now, you know, as we've seen, you've been posting a lot of the old wind tapings uh-huh. on YouTube. Skip, skip, skip the Conan stuff right now. <laughs> 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 we could go back to. We'll talk about AAA in a bit. Exactly. Yeah. No. No. The, what I was uh, going to ask. Because I, I mentioned Freddy Krueger and Juarez. Yeah. Do you have the match where it's the three mercenaries managed by handsome Harry Hell? And I can't remember who they're wrestling, but toward the end of the match when Harry is supposed to do a screw finish, a woman 
like a middle-aged woman and a guy dressed up as Freddy Krueger attack Harry. Mm-hmm. And when I say dressed up as Freddy Krueger, not just a Freddy Krueger mask, he's wearing the big hands. Oh, jeez. And they actually kept Harry And from the sweater? Do- yes. Oh, wow. And they actually kept Harry Harry from doing the heel finish. And they had to improvise a finish. Oh, jeez. And I always wondered if that air... I, mean, I know it did air, because... I did post a Mercenarios match, Mercenaries match recently. Okay, I wonder if that's... Because, uh... I remember uh, that was when I was, uh, you know, working at a school. That, you know, kids were, you know, delinquent and all that, mm-hmm. delinquents and all that sort of thing. So we're always talking about that to them about like, you know, how you behave in public, what's appropriate. And one of the kids said, "I saw you do something inappropriate on TV, Mr. Brown." I'm going, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, I saw some people, uh, some fans attacking a wrestler, and I saw you laughing in the front row." <laughs> And it's true because it was me, Steve Gerber, I think Pat Hoed and, and Physico, and, and we were we were in tears laughing. And the oh, funniest geez. thing, they didn't even get kicked out. Red Bastine just kind of gave them this like, and you could see Red Bastine giving this lecture, and you could see Red Bastine's tra- trying not to laugh. <laughs> that was the best part about That's it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I I know there's some mercenary stuff that I posted, but I don't I, I didn't really see the entire thing. <laughs> I know they were with Handsome Harry also, because I when I saw, I was like, "That's the guy that Kurt like." That's the guy that you brought up once, and I saw on one of um, I think yeah. one of your old, the other ones that you wrestled in, uh, the California, yeah, that was the gardens one. or something. Uh, that was the one where I went off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was not happy yeah. with him when I had to wrestle him. That Do time. you want to start with like the bad news, like the sad news, or like well, we, we can get back to the, the we get to the Conan just because he's, we're going to talk about Triple Okay, yeah, a let's bit. do that. Okay. Yeah. So I guess well we'll, we'll do the the first what you like the passings of Ascharo and Falcon de Oro. Yes. Like and that's not just that's just like the lucha guys. I mean, oh there's there are like Bruno San Martino, Paul Jones, Johnny uh, Valiant. Johnny Valiant, uh, yeah. my old friend uh, Dan Daniels, who wrestles Perry Reed. There were so many, and there were still more. Like I think there was another we're couple of indie some, guys. I there know. was a couple of indie guys on the in lucha in Mexico that also passed away. That's really sad. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're here at Cauliflower Alley Club. We're that's what we're doing in Las yeah. Vegas. If you, you folks haven't already guessed, yeah. yes, that could happen uh, here at any moment too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, Falco. Please, de- if you're listening to this, I apologize. That's right. Behave. Yes. Um, no, Falcon Deora is one that hit a lot of us close to home. Because yeah, because you 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 were the one that mentioned it first, like online. Yes, I mean he. Um, Gil Ariano. Gil Ariano. Yeah, he he goes back to uh, about 1970s when he told me he started Gil's Gym, mm-hmm. and for those of you who have not heard of Gil's Gym. It's probably the longest standing gym in the history of this country, in the States. I mean, it opened in 1970, shut down in 2006. Always very informal. You just showed up, and if you wanted a lesson, it was five bucks a lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, or so, if you just want to do an independent workout, five bucks. And uh, so, yeah, we're talking about, we're talking about uh, an institution that, was around for like 36 years. Yeah. A wrestling gym. And I, I don't think there's one in this country, at least, that has stood that long. Jeez. And, uh, and you know, it wasn't just luchadors that went there. It was like, like you hear like Samoa Joe at one point went there. went there, well. Uh, Some of the Glow Girls were talking about having gone there also. Remember I yes, was telling you like last yes. year that we, I overheard one of the girls saying that she trained in Gil's gym. That makes sense because I know Mondo did a lot of training there. Mondo Guerrero. Yeah, I think okay. he was one of the Glow Girl trainers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, well, in fact, the way I got uh, hooked up with Gil's Gym was in 1988. I had not been 
active wrestling for like four years and it was good yeah i was just kind of missing it i didn't want to do it as a career but i kind of wanted to get my feet wet again and i was talking to bill anderson and he was nice enough to say why don't you come to where i have my classes and just sit in on the workouts and uh he he would hold him at gill's gym 9 a.m um and yeah he taught american style classes and it was really cool because you know billy was telling me that a lot of times when you'd start teaching classes at a gym, at a wrestling gym, there's always somebody who's involved with the gym who will come out and tell you you're teaching them the wrong way or trying yeah. to put their two set. said, Gil never did that. Oh, wow. Um, and, well, and that's how I got involved in the Lucha was uh, through Billy, through Gil, because when Billy's class would wind up, that's when the uh, beginning lucha classes would begin, like around 11 or 11.30, and Chacal Rivera would be the one uh, teaching. Teaching. And, well, he, he was the one who convinced me to try lucha, and, and Bill was saying, give it a shot, you might like it, and I did. Yeah, wow. <laughs> one, a lucha workout, um, I mean, and Billy taught people, you know, how to do, you know, good American style, but the lucha workout, man, you gotta have your cardio going. Yeah. I mean, they did not mess around. And you know, we've people have heard our Superboy interviews. He's talked about like he's told we, you, him and you have told stories of being in Gil's gym and oh, all totally. that stuff that you guys went through, including some stuff that was like probably not for uh, not not for um, I would say not safe for work. You know, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, you know. Three years ago when Eric Caden passed away, it hit me so fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you people who don't know Eric Caden, he is a guy who uh, ran a memorabilia shop on Hollywood Boulevard for years. And uh, he was involved in so many different re- indie wrestling promotions. and was He is friends with everybody under the sun, from Rob Van Dam to Johnny Ramone to um, Glenn Danzig. Wow, yeah, When we went to his memorial... Yeah. But when he passed away, it was, it hit me really hard. And, well, one, because he's such a nice guy, but also it felt like a little piece of Hollywood, Southern California died, because he was such a big part of the whole B-movie and exploitation scene. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was really tight with Quentin Tarantino. And with Gil, it's a very similar thing, because, man, so many people passed through that gym. Yeah. And a lot of people never even knew what existed. Uh and you know it's cool. Like I was looking through um, like some of the stories that people were posting on Facebook. Mysterioso, the local Mysterioso in Los Angeles, he talked about how he got to work. He got to train there for free. He's like back then. He's like it wasn't like it is today. Like now, you could actually ask a wrestler where they train, and they'll tell you. And there's like a bunch of different places where you could train. Mm-hmm. Santino Brothers. Uh, there's the dojo now. The New Japan dojo's reopened. Um, mm-hmm. I think Durango Kid runs a a, a, a facility, and I think there's. Like yeah, a bunch of Americans for a few years. Yeah, a, a different American groups, and he was saying back then there wasn't that many places. There weren't, and and even if you were a kid, you didn't really know where. Oh, Jesse's also been around for the longest time, yeah. also, and um, and he was saying like he showed up at um Gil's gym, and he's like, he let me train there, and it's like he didn't charge me. Wow. He's like, and you know, he always appreciated that because it was the way that he got to like become what he is now as a wrestler, and wow. he's actually really good, you know, like. We always joke he's better than the other mystery. <laughs> you know? But no, you. Yeah. I, I hear you. I yeah. agree on that. Yeah, it was it was a really special place, and I, uh, I, 
I remember uh, once Tom Burke was visiting out in L.A. in the early 90s, and, um, oh, I remember that was when Greg, Greg Alato and I were always training together, and so we asked Tom if he wanted to go, and Burke went into the gym, and he just, like, he looked at the walls of Gills because it was it was just plastered full of uh, wrestling posters, some going all the way back to, like, the early 70s, Eight by tens, wow. lots of lots of nudie pics, lots of. Uh, <laughs> I'll never forget the big centerfold of Wendy Whoppers. That was there. Oh geez, Wendy Whoppers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man, come on. Late nineteen eighties, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, and you never knew who was going to show up there. I, I I I wish I was here on that one day, when uh, Bill was uh, teaching the class. He he said one day. Uh, Wendy Whoppers showed up. <laughs> That would have made it the most famous yes. gym in the world. Yes. And all the luchadors would uh, would be telling that story at this at this very day. Like Totally, totally. Them. And even if they went all the way with her, they'd still exaggerate. Yes. No, um, this, there's a guy, I think his name was Mark Miller. He's a bodybuilder, not not much of a wrestler, but he's a friend of Roddy Piper's. And lo and behold, Paul, Roddy Piper comes into the gym oh, wow. with Mark Miller. And he said, uh, Bill said in the class, Piper actually got in the ring and was showing guys uh, how, to do stuff. how to do certain things. Mostly selling related and stuff like that. That's cool. Um, uh, Super Astro Train there. Yeah, that's one of the guys that Mysterioso brought up that he was one of those. Yeah, it was also, there was kind of a, a nice little hub between like the LA and the Tijuana boys because you'd see some of the Tijuana guys like uh, uh, Chacal Primero or. Um, Tornado Negro. Tornado Negro. Yeah, yeah. see him around a lot. Um, I'm just going to say all the TJ guys that worked And I'll in. say, did, if they did or not. <laughs> they all worked at win. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Caballero de la Muerte. Yes, A.K.L. Did he end up? Did he end up showing up at the benefit show? I saw a picture of him, yeah. Oh, he, he was, was there. Wow. I, that's really so he's, right. yeah. he's on. He's on my... That's one of those guys that people don't realize how nice he is because he does... They, they just, like, assume yeah. he's like... Really? We, yeah, like... I, he's, like I was just, shocked he recognized him from like twenty years yeah, ago. I was probably more than twenty years. Yeah, oh, no, more than, no, probably because tw- twenty. Of the, years, oh yeah, because yeah. the last time I saw him was at a Compton show. Yeah, like in 96, 97. Yeah, before um, WWE. I mm-hmm. mean WCW, um, but like, it's yeah, that's the guy that you just see, and it's it's one of those that, things which which we, we you know you, even though rationally you know nothing lasts forever. I kind of thought the gym's always there. Yeah, I, I in fact I remember even when I was going to school full time. And I'd be talking to Superboy on the phone saying, yeah, I haven't been able to, you know, make it to the gym because of school. And, and Superboy said, the gym's always going to be there. Yeah, I go, well, yeah you're right. And, mm. well, you know, all yeah. good things must come to an end. Yeah. I mean, I, he was a really special guy. And, you know, it was, a, it was kind of interesting that he passed away right as the benefit show yes. was happening. Yes, it made me all the feel all the worse that I wasn't able to go to the show. When did you find out that he passed away? I found out because I kept going, you know, I... I Checking his Facebook. Yeah, I kept going on Facebook to see if I could get an yeah. update on what the show was like. And it just happened that uh, the local guy, Phantomus, the first thing I saw was him saying, like, rest in peace, Gil. And oh. I was like, oh, jeez. I mean, it was expected, but it's, I, yeah. But the timing of it, like, as the benefits show's going on was pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. What, what, <laughs> what, I mean, what was very, which I think probably to show how liked he was and just how important he was. I went to see him a little over two weeks ago when he was in the hospital. He had not been in hospice yet. And fortunately, I was, I was thankful his daughter and his granddaughter was there because Gil's English was about as good as my Spanish. Uh-huh. So 
you oh, know. so you got to talk to him? Yes, yeah. yes. And um, what did he tell you? Like, like man. it's just small talk. Like yeah. he's telling me what was going on with his health, and yeah. um, and that's gotta be an, an uncomfortable. It is, but you know, talk. it's it's funny. I mean, you never know what it's like until you're in that position, I suppose. Yeah. But he seemed. He didn't seem upset. He seemed yeah, at peace. I feared, you know. Well, you know, I mean, he's in his eighties. I mean, oh, okay. I would never. I would if I looked at him. I would not guess yeah. he was in his eighties. I, th- I would guess maybe late sixties or something. Uh-huh. But um, uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, the, the part that was really kind of uplifting is when his his daughter says, says, "Yeah, all day long the nurses keep on saying." Who is this like, guy? Who is this guy? Because everybody keep, keeps uh, coming in. Yeah, coming to, in. Uh, yeah, because I know Superboy wanted to go, and all these other people kept Yeah, up. yeah. And uh, one person we should point out is, is uh, Tritone, not the CMLL Tritone, but our longstanding local boy, yeah. Tritone. Uh, I think, I believe he's the one who organized the benefit show for Gil, and I, he was really active in just making certain people went and saw yeah. Gil. Um, so th- this is a big loss. Yeah, to a you know, lot considering he was a guy who was like really the the pioneer of local lucha libre. Exactly. If it weren't for people like him and El Moro, uh, Chivo Garcia, Chivo Garcia, this local scene would not be what it is. Kurt today. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Brown. The scene would probably thrive yeah. a lot better if I never touched. But you know, you kind of are like one of the. You're like in that next group, like with Superboy and all those guys. Like, I'm very you're, flattered. You're, <laughs> I'm more, very more flattered. so, not so much what you did in the ring, but probably just. From what you helped out, as far as being somebody who was like yeah, around, no, yeah, and I'm, I'm actually really happy with that. I mean, yeah. I, I I enjoyed being in the ring, but um, on that second wing when I started wrestling again after I learned lucha style, I mean, one of the one of the rules I set for myself is you're not going to try all the crazy ass high spots because uh, otherwise you'll be sitting at home with your like, and it was cast and yep. and you'll be li- I'll be mooching. It wasn't even that bad now. Nowadays you probably wouldn't have done like a four fifty splash or like oh no no I I, I was tornillos very, tornillos through over the top. I would road. only do the simplest topes yes. the planches because because yeah I just knew too many people who you could have been Dragon Lee. <laughs> yeah, well, Lucy, Lucy does that for a living. I yeah. knew I wasn't going to do it for a yeah. living. I knew it wasn't going to be a big deal, so yeah. I did what I could to make it entertaining. But yeah, I, I, I'm actually a lot prouder of the stuff yeah. I've accomplished non wrestling wise. With and you know, the you other know. thing earlier that day, um, As Charles passed away. Yes, I was like, I, I think I left right as that was that happened, and I figured, you know, As Charles, there's really like, he was like a name. In the seventies and eighties, but he wasn't somebody I was gonna write like this large long right. bio about. And then like I start writing it, and I was like, okay, this guy has a little more. There's a little more juice to his career than I thought there was. I remember, I remember uh, seeing him in the magazines when I was a kid in the seventies, yeah. and just thinking uh, the mask and the physique he had at the time just looked so cool. Yeah, he he got a little more Brasso de Plata ish. Yeah, the physique. well, you know that he's thing still like, a good worker. and he's one of the guys that got his name from um, Valente Perez. Did he really? Yeah. I didn't know Charles, that. yeah, he got he got the name off of, from him. They he was wrestling as um uh, I can't remember Barbara Roja at that point. Okay, yes. And um, Valente Perez wanted to see him, and he's like, I guess I'll go see him. And he's like, he's like, you know, I have this, I I, I think you need a new name and a new a new mask and a new name, new character. And he was like, Nah, I'm getting bookings as Barbara Roja. I'm doing pretty well. He's like, Nah, take fifteen days off. Don't do anything. Don't wow. wrestle, and I'll come up with something, and you're gonna be a star. And he's like, he went and told a friend of his, and the, the friend was like, you know what, you gotta do it. He's like, because wow. this guy made Mil Mascaras. He's made so many other wrestlers 
because of the characters he came up with. And when he came back, he's like, he said 15 days. It took him 30 days. He's like, and I didn't wait 30 days patiently. I was like, I was asking nonstop oh, every must single. Oh, climbing the walls. After You're those young? 15 days, I was going every single day, and he's like, they would tell me he wasn't there, and then finally one day he's there, and he's like, here it is, and he gave me the mask. It was the Ostrero mask, and he's like, why Ostrero? And he's like, he's like, because the ace, nobody can beat the ace. The mm-hmm. ace is the de- is death. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna go in the ring and you are gonna kill these guys. That's your gimmick, Ostrero. And so he's like, okay, I'm, 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 with, I'm cool with that. Wow. And then he just had all those like, you know, he had a lot of mass matches and like a lot of good stuff. Like, yeah, he was really prolific. Yeah. I, um, first time I ever saw him was one of the very first Tijuana shows I went to. And that was late in his career, no? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, in fact, what was funny is, uh, I had not seen him wrestle before. Yeah. Um, and so I see Ostrero on the in, on uh, the card, and I didn't even know he had been unmasked. And when I saw him, he did not look anything like the magazines. Yeah, because he he was one of the guys who got a lot of manic magazine coverage in the 70s, too. Because I remember he would get, like, he was like, yeah, he had the cool look and stuff. And he had, uh, when his mask was off, he had this this kind of, kind of brasso de plata, this baby face that wasn't really pretty, but. You never saw him, like, later in life? He's, like, the nicest looking like they, you wouldn't even think he was a wrestler. Like really, you know, just like this really like old looking, like <clears throat> friendly looking guy, happy go lucky guy. Well, he was one of the guys. Uh, the the first time I saw him, I remember it because it was him, Negro Casas, and uh, Indio Yori against Conan, Asai, um, and Lismark. Oh wow! And it was it was a great match, <laughs> and and uh. It was the first time I ever saw Conan. Yeah. And when I saw him do a tope, it just blew my mind. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. I thought, yeah. oh, here's somebody who's going to flex a lot. Yeah, us. yeah. Um, but then the next time I saw Ostaro was because that first night I saw them, it was a setup for a hair versus mask, Ostaro versus Conan. Uh-huh. And it was really cool what they did. You know, Conan was extremely green at the time. And... Conan walked in with this getup that looked so cool. It was like had a big like, he had a. Uh, it was that deer with that uh, deer head, like yeah, an elk's like head. Elk's head yeah. And he comes in and uh, Ostrara blindsides him, and you could tell he had already gigged. Uh, and he, I mean, obviously Ostrara carried the match, but it worked. Um, yeah. Then the other time, and I know I brought this up in previous podcast, was the one where he and Indio Yori were teaming with Sikosis, who. At the time, it was called El Salvaje. Oh, that's right, the the turn, right? Yeah, the baby. Yeah, he was a rookie. He was because you even told you told. Um, I told psychosis about. And he said, "I don't remember that." <laughs> oh my god! I want, I wanted to scream because that was that was one of those angles I could see somebody thinking up in theory that would work, yeah. but would fall apart. See, what it was was the three baby faces were one was named Tony Torres, another was called Atlantico. And I'm blanking on the third, but they were all. Was it the Atlantico that was like from CMLL? No, this was no, this was before one? he even put his first oh, okay. boots on. Okay. Yeah, this was a long time. All three guys were long time baby faces, oh, okay. uh, and they're wrestling the first fall, and uh, they're they're wrestling like baby faces, and then they pin uh, Sakosis, you know, like the veterans pin the rookie, and then after they pin him, all three just start kicking the shit out of him. All three baby faces. Mm-hmm. And Ostraro and Indio Yori. And Indio Yori was one of the gnarliest motherfuckers you'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd run from him if you saw him. 
they run in the ring and the referees push them back and the audience immediately turned on the baby faces. Wow. It's, it's like a whole team turned in just one. This sounds amazing and Psychosis didn't even remember it. <laughs> yes, it was one of the best angles I've ever seen in it's my like, life. It's like, brother, I take it. No, but then he said, yes, he said I took ready. too many share <laughs> shots. shots. Yes. Yeah. Look, because I thought he'd remember, because when I mentioned Ostaro and Indio Yori, Yori, he lit up. Yeah. Indio Yori. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's like, too many, too many yeah. share shots, man. They all say that, too. Um, did you ever see the match with Mogur? Because mm-hmm. by that point, he was pretty much like, a shell of him like he was even that's the one thing I liked about Ostrow he actually admitted that he wasn't good at that point he's like I wasn't good at that point but you know he still did that he he still did the patada chara Mm -hmm. the the spot it's a drop kick where he's going off the top rope and hitting the guy like hitting him down you know like oh like a down like a a dagger like a dagger yeah because he was saying that he was one of the he was one of the guys who was doing like some of the earlier stuff and he's like you know La Silla he's like I did that first He's like, but it wasn't as, it didn't gain any fame like it did with Paraguayo Sr. He's like, when Paraguayo Sr. did the Sia, that's where everybody started doing it, and then Nero Casas took that move, and like, yes, it's yes. still used nowadays because Nero Casas does it. You know, I'm surprised more well, people don't use that yeah. move. Like, well, well, it's kind of like. Ray does it. Ray also does it. Yeah, I think totally. Ray and there's it. a lot of moves that people, well, everybody thinks Jake Roberts did the DDT yeah. when Black Orton was doing it. You know what it is? They forget about doing those moves, and then they come back like years later. Yeah. It's like that. Because, yeah. like, remember that. We there's there, you had one of those tapes from like the eighties, early eighties. I think might might have been eighty three, and there was a guy. I think it might have been um. God, I can't remember, but it's one of the guys that d- didn't wear a mask, and he did a reverse, an inverted Frankenstein,er and I was like, whoa, an inverted Frankenstein,er, and I'd never seen that from anybody at that point. Yeah. And then everybody starts doing it, like Volador. Everybody's doing all that. The the American guys started doing it also. I was like, well, how did everybody learn that? Because you know somebody in New Japan probably saw that. And started doing it, and you know everybody else started seeing doing it also. It's amazing. Yeah. It, it, it's people don't realize that there are a lot of holds and moves that were invented in Mexico and just got either yeah. Americanized or Japanese. Yeah. Japanized. Yeah. Japanized. I Japanized. <laughs> I, that's the only way I can figure yeah, say it. Yeah. But, uh, and yeah. Was Ostar? Was he sick, or was it some sudden? No. Oh, was he sick? I don't know. They didn't. The the family didn't like as, this as I came out of nowhere. As I as the, the as I wrote the the, the bit for him, mm-hmm. I didn't. They didn't have it. Uh, I don't know right. if it came out afterwards, and I'm not gonna know till we get back in. Right. In, right. In the U. In, uh, in the U. S. In the U. S. <laughs> yes. we're, we're in, in Vegas. USA, we're, we're in Vegas, so it's a foreign country. Totally. Yes. Totally. What stays in Vegas? Except this podcast. <laughs> That's right. This, pod- this podcast, podcast will be the only one. Totally. Yeah. I got to ask you. Valenti Perez, from what I gather, he's well known in Mexico, Lucha. Yeah. But he's probably one of the most. Um, he's not in the Observer Hall of Fame, huh? He should be. Yeah. He's another guy that should be in the Observer Hall of Fame. He might actually be. He might actually he be. Might, he might be in there if, if he was in the very first class because they. Yeah. But no, here's the thing: is the first time I ever heard his name was from my friend Tom Hankins, mm-hmm. who uh, said a lot of uh, rookies would send eight by tens to Luchale Bay Magazine because they yeah. heard Valente Perez could get them press. Yes. Um, but he's a guy who was, like, even in the smart circles, is really never mentioned. No. Well, you know, you don't really hear a lot about a lot of the guys in Lucha. Like, it's it's weird. You don't get that other than. Dr. Lucha and us, really. Yeah. You don't get that, like, everybody's, like, from the 90s forward. That's true. There's not That's as true. much from the past. 
But Perez was such a unique figure. I mean, yeah. was there anybody before him who actually came up with whole personas for wrestlers, like in, in the way he did? I mean, because, I mean, he pretty much invented Mil Mascaras. I mean, yeah. I'm guessing there had to have been, like, Luderoth and all those guys. Yeah. They must have, like, given, like, guys, you know, this is the gimmick you're going to use. This is what you're right. going to do. But, you know, it's not it's not as, like, like his whole story about, oh, this guy worked at the magazine, and I saw him, and, you know, I came up with this gimmick right. and stuff like that. No. Yeah. Uh, you, every now and then there's people who I – the books probably wouldn't sell, but I think would make great – reading uh with jim barnett is one jack yeah. pfeffer's another and now that we're talking about it, i think valente perez would be an interesting i don't know about a you whole should book, you but... should um tell scott teal that you would you'll write that book <laughs> <laughs> he's here in vegas he's here in vegas so i can talk to him about yeah, it yeah he didn't he didn't bring that up so maybe tomorrow he didn't bring it up. Up. He, yeah. but, he, but he was uh, every now and then i'll email him and he'll ask uh, he'll say say He'll say something like, "You're not the first person who took forever to do something." Yeah. So I, I guess like, I'm not. You're like, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I just don't have the time. Yeah. It just kept. It just kept getting to the point. Like just doing like the the lucha classica stuff. It's like it's going to be impossible to do something like. Yeah. That. Well, like I said, the one thing I would love to do is do something on the L.A. scene. I don't know if it could ever really be as get a whole book done but I would like at least to get interviews with some of the older guys yeah. especially with Gil passing it'd be it'd be great to get the story told somehow even if yeah. it's just in you know web page articles and stuff like yeah. that so the big news in Lucha besides the passing of people in Lucha mm-hmm. Conan returning to AAA how excited are you actually I'm excited about this because it means AAA is going to be watchable true I mean you the, got, no, you the, got the, a point there so many guys left, and then with Vampiro in charge, it there just wasn't any creativity on the shows. Mm. At least with Conan, and we've already seen the first two lineups that they're coming up. Well, actually, he he, he I think he was imbo- involved in the booking for the four twenty, the April twentieth show. Mm-hmm. He made his return on April twentieth. How more appropriate! How yeah. more appropriate! That's yeah. awesome. So, um, so yeah, I mean, he's already brought in. Like, it was funny because I think I did. I'm pretty sure in Lucha Talk we brought this up. We predicted this. That that um, Mad, his that new faction he created, Mad would invade mm-hmm. AAA. But we just can't remember which one of us came up with. And I'm sure we, oh, we listened to funny. it. So one of us said it, and I'm pretty sure we said it multiple times. <laughs> it wasn't just one time. So so it'd be hard to find out who really has bragging rights. Yeah yeah. So none of us really like took credit for it, but we all assumed <laughs> we, one of us said it or assumed it. But yeah, that they brought back Mad. Um, then they announced the Verano de Scandalo lineup. Rey Mysterio mm-hmm. is going to be on that show. Um, yeah, it's everybody's assuming Pentagon Junior and uh, Ray Phoenix are going to be back, but as we heard from Garza Junior at the Baja Stars USA show, mm-hmm. all these guys, if they do come back, they do not want to be signed to a long-term contract with AAA because they're all leaving their options open, and they already know how bad it is to deal with AAA as far as money and all oh, that totally stuff. Unwise. They want to be able to like just work that one show, then they can work other places. They just don't want to be there as like a full time. That's smart. Who wants to be tethered? Yeah. Especially, it it is funny because Trivoli was. It was funny how when they made the big splash in the early nineties. Yeah. That was the first time, at least in a while, where it was like you work for AAA and nobody else. Yeah. Where even as bad as the UWA versus CMLL feud was, they had all work with each other yeah. too. 
And until like one of them would get upset, then they maybe like have them not. Yeah, somebody would cry and go home, yeah. and you know. Yeah. But um, it, it, it's interesting how that was kind of one of Triple uh, A's, uh, you know, calling cards almost were you know you work exclusively for us, you know, which meant signing contracts, and now people are wary to sign contracts because I mean the word is not their bond. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and the worst thing is they take your name. <laughs> That's the other thing. Exactly. Like, yes. Like yes. we were talking to all the CML guys that one show, and they were, we were like, you, you, they, they were coming up with their AAA names. Remember? Like, <laughs> yes, like we yes. were like G Maya, G Maya, G G. <laughs> What was it, G Maya, G May Junior or I like something that. like? I like, I like G May Junior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just coming up with names. This is stuff that we talked about backstage, and it's like we're. Bringing, I don't care if we bring it up. They don't care. They, they care they're all now. cool too. They're, most of the guys we talked to are so easygoing. Like it doesn't really matter. Like they're just. Oh, totally. They totally. just enjoy like all that stuff. Um, yeah. So they're bringing all that stuff, and then like the next two lineups that they announced for um, their May eighteenth show and the Verano Scandalo in June show. They have so many luchador sorpresas on the card. I'm a, I'm assuming they're gonna start announcing every once in a while one guy or a couple of guys just if, to like fill if it up. If they're smart, they'll do that. Because they already and with did. Conan on board, I bet you Conan, even if he's not the one who came up with luchador sorpresa, I bet you he, yeah. he could figure a way to like make it something special. Yeah, because they already announced Sammy Guevara would be debuting, mm-hmm. and then um, they also mentioned Darby Allen. Have you seen Darby Allen? I have not seen. Darby. He's a pretty crazy guy. Really? Sammy Guevara is really good. Mm. Yeah, he's he's good. Um, so those are guys you could look forward to, and um, but you know, like I don't know, it's 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 still AAA. I don't yeah. really trust them. Well, here's the thing: it's no secret that the last time I watched AAA, Teddy Hart was in the promotion, and he is back. He's back, and he's one of the luchador surprises because he's unreliable. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, now, he, he was. He was. Wait, he wait, was. Wait, in, oh, he, I, I know. He's he. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, it was mentioned luchador surprise. Teaming with Gato Surpresa, he, um, the surprising cat. He, you know? um, he was part of the mad thing, uh-huh. that faction with Juventud Guerrero and Kevin Cross. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, man, imagine a faction featuring Juventud Guerrero and Teddy Hart. Oh, my God. Kevin Cross is the sane one. <laughs> you know, come on, guys. There's there's just no, um, it's just insane. It, 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 why, yeah. yeah. I, I, I've asked this a million times in the podcast, like, why do you bring them back? I don't know. It's wrestling. I mean, you know, it's not just that. Well, oh, well, Teddy Hart, yeah, but like yeah. With, with Conan, going back to AAA, it's like, what else is he gonna do? He doesn't really well, have no, a Con- lot of. Well, options. no, Conan's. I mean, he's very smart. He knows how to play his options. But I'm talking about people who are unreliable, like yeah, Teddy who, Hart, who flip out. Like, but that's Conan. That's Conan bringing him. Because yeah, Teddy's true. Teddy's close to, to Why is Conan. He, huh? Yeah. I don't know. That's, I'll just shrug. That's that's. I'll just shrug. That's um, that's that's well, triple A for you. Yeah, I was gonna say. So the last show I saw was that disastrous Triple Mania pay per view. Yeah. Um, Are you gonna watch Triple A if um? No. Gonna... No, I don't care who comes to. <laughs> I'm not watching Triple A. No, no. But I'm I'm I I know you don't watch it regularly, but. Oh, the last show. The last show. Mm-hmm. They had the Crash Undercard guys, who are these really crazy guys. Um, Arcángel Divino, Genio del, we saw Genio del Aire at the Baja Star show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Boy, uh, who had a different name, I think, on that show. They, it was just the Ultimo Maldito, a bunch of like undercard guys. Mm-hmm. And that match was insane. Easily the really? best match in, in AAA this year, mm-hmm. which isn't saying much because AAA hasn't had a lot of good <laughs> matches. But this match was but so good. But it did stand out. Still. I mean, they were doing some crazy stuff. Like you were saying how you didn't want to do, you weren't planning on doing a lot of mm-hmm. stuff. But like these guys were doing like a, 
a Frankensteiner off the top rope to the to the to the floor on two other guys, which you know, yeah, two other guys are there, but you know, you're still doing a top rope Frankenstein yeah. to the floor, and then like they did this thing where like one of the guys was holding another guy like a doomsday device type of mm-hmm. spot. And the guy did a spear right through the middle rope, like in, at the guy being held on the over, wow. on the shoulders. Wow. I was like, man, this is insane. It was a really good match. That's easily the best match. So that's something that Conan's already improved. Like he's already got at least mm-hmm. one. You know, think about it. Vampiro in the time he booked, maybe like four good matches, and they were all featuring Hijo Vikingo. Like if you like Carbonario, uh, Barbaro Carbonario, mm-hmm. you would like Hijo Vikingo. Really? Him. Yeah, he's really good. And um, but. Conan's first show, he already had like that match, and apparently there was like at least one or two other matches that were good. Mm-hmm. So that's already better than. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, but you're not gonna watch it, of course. I'm not gonna watch it if, if, if you if you rave about a full show. Yo, not the full I, show. Yeah. Yo. Yeah, I, I might open my eyes to it a bit. But you could just watch one match. I'll never forget how excited I was for that one pay per view. Yeah. And just sat there with my jaw. Yeah. Like, what? I've never seen anything before. And that wasn't even the one where I missed the uh, going to Lucha show, and I was like, man, I missed the Lucha. That was the year before that's that. That's right. Yes. That one was bad. Remember? Yes. And then the one next one was like, well, this one's gonna be. It had Rey Mysterio and. Uh, Charistica, right? Yes, Chris. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. That was the main event. Well, Mysticies. Mysticies. Yeah. disease. And so that show was the one that you watched that was horrible. And then I stayed wow. the next the next year and I watched that other show and it was like the... I, not only did I get sick, but I ended up doing like five hours worth of podcasts <laughs> that week. Like insane. Yeah. So um, Pentagon Jr., what, did you th- what were your thoughts of his impact, his reign as Impact World Champion? Uh, it came, it happened, it went, it's yeah. gone. I just saw the Boxy Lucha for this week, and it had uh, Impact Champion, Penta Zero M.A. And I'm like, Pentagon, actually. Pentagon Jr. was like, well, not anymore. Oh, jeez. <laughs> now, what's the story behind that? Because I, I, all, I all I heard was from you, I heard they won it, and they lost it. Well, it was TV tapings. They did, oh, okay, like, gotcha. they, had, they did the pay-per-view, then they did two, two weeks... I guess it's two to. I'm guessing it's two weeks worth of TV uh, tapings. To give it extra credit. So they're probably he's probably gonna lose it. Yeah, this week, this Thursday. So gotcha. that was it. <laughs> the rise and fall of Pentagon Drew. But you know it's cool that at least they're getting on other shows and That's you get true. to watch. Well, them. at least at least, I mean, remember way back when? I mean, WCW days where he would be on the undercard. Yeah, he would have just he, been wrestling uh, Super Calo. <laughs> exactly, he'd be dropping yeah. to Pat Tanaka. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> Working pet that would be pretty good. Though. I wouldn't mind watching Pentagon Jr. versus Pat Tanaka. It won't be bad, but but I remember I remember by the time Tanaka was working with some luchadors in WCW, he wasn't. He just the same. wasn't good. He was no, good he he, he wasn't the same person it seemed. And you know it's cool because um now with MLW, mm-hmm. they they have a TV show. Did you know they have a TV no. show? No, it's on BN Sport the BN Sports Channel. The BN. Yeah, B E I N B N. Sports oh, channel. so it's like the '60s, the Beans. Oh, that's right. You don't have cable or anything. Then. But the Beans, you, you know, you with dumped, the Hari, the Hari Krishnas. You you dumped all that stuff, huh? I dumped, yeah. I dumped it, I dumped it. You can't watch this. But it's a Bn, so. It was a really good. So match. we're gonna be the. So it's gonna be like a Krishna consciousness type of thing. That's the channel. It's like they just show soccer and stuff like that. Well, that's foolish to call yeah. it a BN. A BN is the, is the the love fest they had. Back well, they have MLW on that channel, and yeah, this match was really good. Penta, Sarah, Emma versus Ray Phoenix, really good. Oh, that must be good. It was really good. They go to the ring to Hare Krishna. No, no, Hare no. Krishna. I'm not gonna, next time I'm going to tell you the channel. BN. Yeah. I just want to be You know Spike, Spike Channel's now Paramount Channel? <laughs> 
Why? I don't know. Oh, who cares? Yeah, who cares about that? I, well, why should I be surprised? Uh, they changed the they changed the names of almost every baseball yeah. field. <laughs> when you're you late. when you get ca- when you get back to cable again, you're like, what are these channels? <laughs> They've changed names. Where's my Where's my Spike channel? Spike TV. <laughs> What's BN? What time is MLW? BN, why yeah. are they showing so much soccer on this? I can't believe you guys are watching all this soccer. They had that match, and then they had um this past week they had Garza Junior versus Ultimo Ninja. Ultimo Ninja is that family member? Yeah, that's his cousin. I so. okay. That's his cousin. Yeah, I was like, I was watching that, and Garza Junior had those um that the therap those um, you know the he had a shoulder injury. Oh, the one that all the you were telling me the yeah. what, the little suction. Yeah, marks. I, I always saw it in Japan on Japan shows, and I was like, but they didn't have that many. This guy had them like really dark, dark, dark colors, and I was like, man, MLW made Garza Junior look so ugly. <laughs> How could they do that? It was an okay match. It wasn't that great, but it wasn't as good as the. Well, it's funny how sometimes match. when somebody wrestles like a, a close friend or relative, you think, "Oh, they're gonna have great chemistry." And yeah. it's like I remember seeing a Dynamite versus Davy Boy, and it wasn't a bad match, but still, it wasn't nearly what I thought the two of them would bring to the table. Well, because Garza Junior. He also wasn't very heelish in the match. Like it wasn't that. It just, oh. Okay. I didn't see the rest of the show, but that I think that show had um, Shane Strickland versus Jimmy Havoc, which should be good. Um, yeah, so that's all our AAA news. Now we will talk. I think that's most we've devoted. Yes, I think that might be. Yeah, I've actually devoted myself on my own. I've devoted a lot of AAA news. You're a stronger man. I I I've done it. I I I've done pretty good job on my own. I don't I don't want to brag. Because if I was there, you just you just hear these wretched sounds in the background. No, this is what you would hear if you were on. Oh, I'll have to check that out. And I would be like, you're not going to watch this. Now, when did this. I say that? When's the last time I said about AAA, though? Yeah, that's it's true. It's been a while. You do it for CML. And yeah. it's like, I always intend to check other stuff out, and I never do. And you never but watch AAA, any of this stuff. I thought I said, whoop. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not going to even pretend on that one. So this year's CML anniversary show is on September 14th. Uh-huh. Are you going to watch it? Uh, I usually do, so yeah. yeah. It's actually pretty good. It's actually a... I, 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 did you watch it, Dos Leyendas? I haven't watched Dos Leyendas. Wait, I watched. Oh, Cubs, wait, 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 wait. Cubs fan uploaded him, so you could actually watch him on there. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, he waits till they show the, it on. As far as the anniversary shows, I think I've seen each one for about six, seven years. Wow. Now. I mean, I watched all of them. Lucky best. Going back to nineteen thirty-three, thirty-four. <laughs> there was there. no anniversary in nineteen thirty-three. <laughs> you were there. You were there to see uh, uh, Charo Aguayo. Yes, Charo Aguayo. Yeah. I. Charo Aguayo, the father of Pero <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there somebody who said that once and we were like, no, it doesn't. That's oh, yeah, yeah. I, actually, I've heard yeah. a bunch of people say, oh, yeah, yeah Pero Aguayo's father. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. So how, um, oh, Dragon Lee, um, he hurt himself. That's He's bummed. out three weeks. That's, yeah, that's He should sucks. be back. He's going to be in the best of the Super Juniors for New Japan. Oh, no way. Cool. Yeah, so cool. that should be good. Um, did you watch Princesa Suhei versus Seduk Tor in a hair match? No, I saw the first two matches from that card, but I didn't see the uh, hair match. Did you? Yes, it was actually pretty good. Oh, cool! <laughs> yes, it was actually. I you you've seen Sedduk Tora, you don't expect good out of her, right? <laughs> like, right, I was not. Yeah, I that. was like, I was like, wow, this actually. Well, what they did was they did a lot of gimmick, like they did a lot of hair pulling, mm-hmm. and they did a lot of beer tossing and a lot of brawling. So that got away. And that it worked. They, it, got it worked. Over. It, worked. Cool. it got the crowd. Cool. It got the crowd into it, and a lot of the stuff they did was really like um, Sedduk Tora, kind of like trying to do new stuff and I was like wow she's actually trying to do like certain stuff that she's never That's really impressive. done uh, yeah. yeah they kind of messed up the finish a little bit because mm-hmm. I think I think um, Suhei was supp- supposed to win with a submission hold mm-hmm. 
but uh, Seductora was too like close to the ropes. So then she oh. just she grabbed her again and did the Michinoku driver number two. Michinoku driver number, number two. two. Not a fisherman, as it was said by one of the CML announcers. Ah. He called it a fisherman, and a it wasn't fisherman. a fisherman. He didn't say suplex or anything, it was a just fisherman. a fisherman. I like yeah. That. Um, so Seductora lost her hair. She got her head totally shaved. Cool. As True it professional. Be done. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm guessing she must have a kid that's going like college or something. She's got to pay for her, her school or something. Yeah, probably something yeah. like that. I, I, I have to say because I saw the uh, build up the women's matches the two weeks before. Yeah, and you're like, this isn't. What's up I actually, I, actually, I, I, I mean, one, you like you're saying it's repetitious. You have the same women wrestling the same women over and over again. But yeah. I, I, it didn't bother. I am, I am angry because uh-huh. the Cubs fan watched that Arena say Coliseo 75th anniversary show. I told you about it. And it had the women's match. Worst women's match that I've seen in a long time. Really? And he said it was okay. He is really he taught he is he has a higher tolerance for these women's wrestling matches. Okay, I want to watch that match to see how I compare with him. Because yeah. you know me, I kinda I It was I, awful. Yeah. I mean I try to cut <laughs> I, I try to cut slack. I but you know, I'm yeah. not gonna argue over this stuff because it's like if he thought it was okay, it's probably like he's just like just pretty much because there are certain ways where I've watched wrestling shows where I'm doing something else mm-hmm. and not putting total attention to it, and I'll just be like, "That eh, was okay," because I was playing video games or doing yeah. something else, and yeah. you know that's probably what he was doing. Also, it was like, I, <laughs> like you know, I no, did the only time I got the only time I got pissed off at how bad a match was was last year when we were here, and uh, when I saw Dave Meltzer, I said. Yo, what what the hell? You 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 talked about the Diamante Negro versus Pierroth, uh, mass versus Diamante Azul. Diamante, oh Azul. Oh, I think about uh, Austin Idol. Diamante, no, yeah, Diamante, Diamante Negro. Negro. Yeah, but there was also another luchador called that. Yeah, there probably been a lot. Yeah, named. that was um um Dragon Rojo Junior's name, wasn't it? Before that, before. Oh, he I didn't know that. I think so. Yeah, I learned a lot when we do these podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> No, I remember it was You're the like, worst. How do you remember worst, all this stuff? That was the worst <laughs> voice this match I had ever I got seen. It wrong. And then, and then uh, Dave Meltzer said, oh, "Not too bad." It wasn't that bad. Considering I it, it, it was horrible, but it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, and that's what Dave said. He said yeah. I was expecting a lot worse, and I said, yeah. "But it's still the worst of voice this yeah. match." I've and that's how I was with the women's match. It's like they had Dallas in the Technica side, mm-hmm. and she's a Ruta, so they basically just turned it into Ruta, and there was nothing being done in the match. It was just like the blind just the blind. really bad. Estrita was in the match. Now, Estrita looked, they had a shot of her, and she looked great at one point. Mm-hmm. But, you know, once you get past that, it's like, do you really want to see Estrita wrestle? Yeah. Like, if she was well, here if she was here in Vegas, and she was like, I'd be like, you're the greatest, you're amazing. Of course we would. You know, i do that to everybody. I was like, you're amazing, you're my favorite. <laughs> but, like, her in Dallas is like the green leading the green. Yeah. And that's the thing with Dallas. She's very limited. Like, yeah. she's she's not a, somebody that can lead somebody. She's not Amapola. Prime Amapola, Prime Marcella. Nowadays, they're kind of a little more. Um, but I also think it's also because they do so many of these same matches over and over again that they just. Do I mean, how inspired can you be all the time? Yeah. And well, and that's why I try to cut them slack because, I, I you know, the I know and I know to a lot of people oh, we're just watching wrestling on Friday night once a week, but when people are on the road every single day. But you know, you know also there are things like if you look at the women's division, there's mm-hmm. like this this weird gap between the women that are, have been there and they've been mm-hmm. wrestling for 15, 20 years and then you have these other women that are like in their 20s and there's really no middle ground in between. I think Zuxis might be the only one that's in mm-hmm. the middle ground of that. Everybody else is really like young and inexperienced. They might not be young 
but they're just inexperienced. And then you have like the older women that can't really do what they used to do. So they're just kind of like this no. That is a weird mix because because yeah. you know when they're older they can't do what they used to do. They can still be good leaders though. Yeah. They can still. Yeah. But yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I remember you said that one show where you said they should have like weren't you, didn't you do one show where you were talking about women's wrestling and you said something about. I can't remember what you said about like something about the experience. Maybe they should have like an experienced, add more experienced they women. Need, we, they, yeah, you have more experienced women. I was like, there's no like middle, but no, no, there's I bet, no middle I, ground. I you, I, yeah, Kira, I bet. Kira is the only woman they could add that would improve that promote that roster. But even that wouldn't be enough because they just do no, these, no, no, they, they no, would no, just do these no, the trios matches. No, and when I said that, I don't mean as simple as having somebody to lead them in a match. You need experienced people to guide their careers, yeah. like how to work on a day-to-day basis, yeah. and I, I think that's one of the things that's missing. Is yeah. is yeah, they might be able to carry a match, you know, a six-woman tag match, but unless you have the same exact match all the time, you're going to be stuck with a green girl wrestling a really green girl, and I, I mean you. Nobody's getting primed, it seems. I, yeah. From what little I, think, I watch. I think you could say that about almost the entire CML roster. Like, if you watch it, like mm-hmm. you can tell these guys aren't really getting the proper... Um, like, they're getting trained, but they're yeah. not getting like taught how to like have... Because they're not booked properly, really. Like, they're not really booked properly. That's right, that's and right. And look at, look at like the top big... The two big feuds that are going on in CML in the last month. Seductor versus Princesa Suhei. Mm-hmm. Seductor is basically what? Maybe like the 10th best luchadora on the roster. Yeah. Nobody really cares about her. Mm-hmm. Like, even lower because, like, you want to see the younger women. And then Cronio versus Rush. Like, Cronio turning on the... becoming a technical. Mm-hmm. Really, like, of all the guys on the roster, Cronio is kind of like if you were going to WWE and it was, like, that middle guy. Like, the... the not, not like... Like, I'm trying to think, like, who you could... Like, you don't watch WWE, so I know I can't tell you, like, oh, this guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think, like, like, D'Lo Brown. Like, pushing D'Lo Brown okay, into like gotcha, a main gotcha. event like to feud with like The Undertaker and it's like no that doesn't really work you know that's not the that's not how it works and Cronio I like Cronio I think Cronio's mm-hmm. good I think he's underrated mm-hmm. by a lot of people but, but he's, he's probably not, not a box office he's not like a, he's not a guy that's gonna draw or anything yeah. he's, he, that match was really good him versus Rush I was telling you about it mm-hmm. off air and it's like Rush was like they did this tope and he like sold he missed he totally missed them he landed short but he like barely hit his ankle, and Rush just sold like he got hit on the ankle. Like, now, like he was awesome. just rolling around on the floor and stuff. That's awesome because most guys would n- no sell it, and both would look dejected because yeah. they missed the spot. Yeah, you know? that's, yeah. That's... <laughs> but it's it was another. It was I thought it was a good show this, this past Friday. I, I liked it. Yeah, I saw the first two matches, and then was uh, that the Puma Tiger and um, somebody else? And yes, I can't yes. remember who else was in that. Templario wasn't it? Templario. Mm-hmm. That was a great trio. Templarios with them. Is what, there a was it with them? I believe it was. It was, yeah. Because I I've seen I saw two Templario like Templario with two. I saw Puma and Tiger team up with. They always team up with like really. It might have been Virus, wasn't it? That I man, I can remember. I can remember the finish to every match. I yeah. Played. The first show I, I went here. to in nineteen seventy three. I have it here. I can't remember exactly what I saw last week. I have it here because I remember you told me like to remember like I was telling you I need to remember all the Luchador suppresses on Triple H. <laughs> and there are many. Yeah. Let me see. It was, oh no, that was the sun. The opener was drone out out Triton. I was thinking about the previous um the previous week, um yeah. But drone out Triton versus Tiger Virus Okumura 
But the one you were talking about, the second was the Sanson Cuatrero Forastero yes, yes. versus Sobrano Jr. My favorite trio of this decade. Yeah. But the the show I was telling you, like, they had Puma, Tiger teaming up with um, Templario. Oh, okay, okay. I think that might have been the, the the previous Friday. It was I one think of I saw because I saw most of the matches of the previous Friday and yeah. I didn't see the main. I can't remember why I didn't see that. And I know, I just remember seeing that trio and Templario so much better than, like, anybody higher on the card. Wow. And, you know, it's so stupid. You watch these CML shows and they have Bestia, the ring, mm-hmm. Pierrot. Yeah. High on the card. Luciferno, Efesto, guys that you don't, you've already seen like a billion times that aren't very good. It's the age-old question we've we've had, I think, since the podcast started is, what is it about CMLL where they just do the dopiest shit for the longest time? And, suddenly, and then suddenly it's like this amazing show. Yeah, like suddenly that. there's this anniversary show that knocks your socks yeah. off, you know? And everybody's like, like, this is, and then, but you know the bad thing I have, I, I, the, my, my problem with a lot of fans, and, and I think sometimes fans, and even writers, there's other mm-hmm. people who write about wrestling, I want to name names. They're overly positive about it. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's not that good. But I think I can't really tell them that because that's all they've watched. They don't have like this, they don't have the history of watching Lucha yeah. like I have or like you right. have or like somebody else, Rob has, other people, Cub fan, who've watched it like constantly since like, I think Cubs fan probably like in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. You in the, going back to the 80s, me in the 80s, mm-hmm. Rob in the mid 90s. So it's like they don't have this like like this like track record of like this was good, or and and this is bad. You know this is like it's like, like you don't know what to compare it to yeah. through the age. Yeah, so it's know. like they're watching these Tuesday shows. Like oh, this was amazing. It's like no, it isn't. It's really bad. It's like it's not that good. <laughs> yeah. it's not that good. Well, and it's funny because but you're not gonna tell them. It's like because that's what they like. They're you know? enjoying yeah. it. They're enjoying it. You know, and it's it's kind of like wrestling evolves, and to old people like us, maybe we think it devolves. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, and in, in being an old guy who saw like really tight, solid lucha, even on indie shows here when I was like 19, 20, and seeing how the opening match of the guys had to be really tight and know their chain wrestling really well. Yeah. Yeah, and that's really a different day because now it's like somebody shows up to a wrestling show and says, I'm a wrestler, book me. Yeah. And they'll just book them. And what passes for wrestling today probably wouldn't have passed for wrestling 20 years ago and probably been that way since the beginning of the business. Speaking of great wrestlers, Mm -hmm. we must talk about the greatest wrestler of all time who won one of the classic Torneo Cyberneticos this Mm -hmm. past Sunday. The Micro Torneo Cyberneticos. Micro Man, the greatest luchador of all time. Yes, and most important. It's it's really come down now where it's the top five greatest luchadors of all time. El Santo. Microman. Microman second. Mm -hmm. Carbonario Galindo. Mm -hmm. Rey Mysterio Jr. Blue Demon Jr. <laughs> you just kill all, yes. all our friends. You're like, military. what? Blue Demon Jr. Not Microman. That, that's, yes. yeah. Not, hey, that. come on. They're, they're giving a Blue Demon Jr. an award oh, here in Vegas. Oh, oh. People are asking me if I'm going to interview. I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Why would I interview him? <laughs> like, yeah, but Microman had an amazing tornado. And we, we, have to, we have to say, we have to say. This is the greatest thing. Microman came in second place. For rookie of the year, and I'm gonna. Observer. If we see Meltzer, we're gonna tell him why did, how did you rig it to give it to that new and Japan And we're gonna guy. have, we're gonna have the uh, MP3 recording. Yes, we will we record it. Um, but um, 
they had, you know how the, they do those tournaments and all that? They always have those battle royals to, like, determine the teams and stuff. Like, yeah. the and it's stupid. Why are you doing a battle royal when you could just pick it? It's just a waste of time. Because even it's, like, the guys could just jump over. So <laughs> so, so I see a Cubs fan react. He's like, oh, no, not one of these other stupid battle royals. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, but this is the micro stars. We want to see what they're actually going to do. So what did they do? The first guy eliminated in the battle royal? Microman. No way. Yes, Microman no was the first one to eliminate oh. it, which was awesome. And then they start the Torneo Supernatico. They had the two sides, and it's awesome. They stole the part, the spot where like the the they're you know they get they're they're split up, so they have technicals teaming up with Rudos, mm-hmm. and the other team has technicals teaming up with Rudos. And when they all like are brawling outside, sometimes they'll have like the 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 guys who are on the same team are sometimes punching the guys that are on their own team. Oh, that's cool. So they had um, this guy named Angel was like shoving Mije, mm-hmm. and he was just shoving Mije and like one of the other guys. And then like they realized when they're pulling them apart, they're on the same team. So you see Mije just slap him across the head like, you <laughs> idiot. But I it was awesome. It. He was like the first one to eliminate. Angel is like this really like, he's probably like the, the, the good looking one of the, the, the group. Mm-hmm. He's tall, but he's very green. So they got rid of him right. first. Then they got rid of like the guys who weren't very like Atomo, mm-hmm. who was Chico Temi Temido at one point. They just started getting rid of the, the guys who were just like and they had Chamuel versus Microman at the very end. They had Zacharias also at the end. But it was Chamuel versus Microman. Chamuel is really good. Really? He's actually like he he was like when they would do like the when he would do the head scissors and stuff or mm-hmm. the the Frankensteiner, he would actually like pick him up and let him do oh, all the stuff. Cool. So he's kinda like the Averno to uh to Microman's Mystic. Very cool, the base. Yes, he really good base. He did a Microman did a plancha off the top, off the off the middle rope or something to the outside, and then to win the match, he hit two moon salts. The first one was from the bottom rope, and the second one was from the middle rope. I had not. I swear. I kid you not. The crowd reaction for this might have been the best reaction. Really. Be outside of an anniversary show, mass match. It was the okay. So the yeah, reaction. Okay, I want to like, say right now, CMLL. You can do all the dopey shit you want. Just keep pushing, Microman. We'll be happy. It was amazing. Like you wow, just, really? the people were just like all like That's like you, like like you see some people like it's like they like a religious About experience. To yes, to them. Yes. Oh my god. So then awesome. the match ends and you see um they they cut back to the to Microman and him and Chamal are picking up the money. They got, they got money thrown. That's great. So then. Microman is being carried by one of the security guards and he's getting more money like in this Pepsi cup. And <laughs> and and the fans are like you see the fans like high fiving him and he's like giving this little kid a fist bump. Oh awesome. A couple of women are, are, are like 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 hugging him and stuff like that. It was so cool. Like that might have been one of the best moments in, in oh, wrestling God. history. I have to see that. This I have top to ten see moment. See that. I have to I will be adding that match to the voices of wrestling. Greatest matches of 2018. Oh, I I have to see. I'm always disappointed because whenever I do that and I get asked to do that and I expect like the other lucha people to like kind of just pick like the most random thing. Right. But they don't do it. It's like I'm like the only one. Well, that's kind. It makes me angry. Well, that's kind of. And they always tell me they're gonna do it and they never do it. Well, remember when people used to ask me for like lists or ratings or stuff? Yeah. Then I'd give them. Okay, oh, Clyde Rocket. Yeah, <laughs> and they never liked what I gave them. Yeah. I said, "Well, that's no." He was okay with it. He said he was, it was just really weird. <laughs> He's like, "It's really weird." Yeah, but like, do you really want me to give the same like yeah. top ten that everybody else gives? Yeah. You know. I think I'm gonna bring back the Lucha World 100 this year, and like, oh, you should. I, I Microman just... will be like 
him and number one, and him baby. and Penta, Pentagon will be like the top two. We have to have a whole class of awards strictly geared around Microman's greatness. Yes. Who will win the Microman Award each year? We gotta. We have to do this. We might actually do. I might do like two covers for that. Like I'll probably make a PDF file for it and make it available on That'd Patreon. Be one will uh, be Penta, and the other one will be Microman. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we okay. We got something. We got something brewing here. I'm suddenly. I'm very upset that Doctor Lucha never like got back to Dan, Farron because we could have done a. a we we could have done the Lucha World we'll here. Yes. At the beautiful Real Hotel, yes. not the Gold Coast, where everybody else he is staying. He could have possibly risked getting a really cool disease, Legionnaire's disease. Legionnaire's disease. Yes. Yeah. We're staying at the Rio instead of the Gold Coast yes. because. We heard that a bunch of people got Legionnaire's disease. Last year. Yeah. We, we want to. We want to get a classy disease. Yes. If we so die, we want to die with a cool yes. disease name, you know, and Legionnaire's. I want, I want, uh, look it up, guys. You could look it up. This is a legit want, disease. Yeah, so it's legit. I want, I want, I want Sergeant Rene Goulet to uh, officiate my funeral. Was it, was it Jason Rudy who told us about this? It was, I think it might have been him that there was, he's like, didn't you guys stay in this? Like he told you, he asked you. On Facebook. It might have been him. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, and then I, I wrote, that's a pretty cool name for a disease. <laughs> I wouldn't mind dying to that. I remember, cause I remember what happened. I don't remember the... It's probably like horrible and painful. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not something you want. Unless we joke about it, it's not something you want to get. But it, it happened like mid-70s. Somebody listening to this like... they called it Legionnaire's like, Disease because there's some sort of convention surrounding the Foreign Legion yeah. or some shit like that. Yeah. I, I, I'm probably remembering it half wrong, but... Yeah, they gave a very classy name, you know. Yeah. It, 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 which would you rather say? I died of Legionnaire's disease or I died of syphilis. Yeah, yeah. So we went to the Baja Star Show. We went to the Baja Star Show. Yes, we did. Before we came to Vegas. Like a and week it was ago. the it was last Sunday yeah. and it was the the first live match we've been to in 2018. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've tried the like two other shows and just couldn't make it. Well, yes. we did go to the Chisero show, but it was freezing. And everybody oh, was like, that was a funny one. It's windy like, and freezing. Yeah, we went with Dan and Mary Lou, and we were we made it to the arena, which was an the outdoor, outdoor arena, yeah. and it was freaking freezing, and it was windy, too. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, and I, don't, I didn't tell you this part, I don't think. When Superboy's kids were wrestling, he noticed there was like a wire above <gasps> The ring, uh-huh. and he is. He he said he's telling his kids, when you're doing your shit off the top rope, do not touch that wire. Whatever oh, you wow. do, it's like he was saying it was not a safe, oh, uh, a safe, yeah, <laughs> working situation. And Chisero brings his fire. Right? <laughs> the whole place goes up. <laughs> the whole block loses the lights. <laughs> you see two dozen people walking yeah, out with frizz yeah, hair and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. That'd be awesome. So yeah, so this was the first match that we actually attended. Um, sure. Show, yes. It wasn't one match. It was, it was, it was a show. Yes. Jim, there was actually some pretty good wrestling well, Jim, on Jim there. Cornette would be upset at us for saying that. Yeah. Um, he a lot doesn't of guys, like them to be called shows. Sky Day. Be called cards. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Sky Day was there. They, but they didn't really do that much. Like, it was, like, very... They didn't... It seemed like... Uh, and I'm... Again, I don't know if it was the effort or just they thought, you know, it's a lucha show. They could, like, wing it. It was I think so. And it, it seemed like the guys in the early events were... Working, Early but matches. they just weren't—they weren't up to it. Yeah. 
And yeah, the, I, yeah, the first two matches were horrible. Yeah, they were horrible. And I, I, the middle matches, I thought they're putting in some effort, but they don't quite have. Yeah, it just didn't catch on. It didn't catch on, and and yeah, and the main event, I think they're kind of phoning it in. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it got yeah. over the people. Because you could tell, well, Dirt Jr. did nothing. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. see him out. Like, yeah, like we didn't see any. We didn't even see him bounce off the rope. I think he did that. I think he did bounce like that spot where he bounces off the rope. I think he did. I think yeah. he did do that with Garza Jr. Also, he did. But he he's one of those guys. He's like Costas. He can get there in the ring and just look cool. Yeah. Yeah. Be happy. Yeah. I wasn't disappointed. Yeah, I mean, Garza Jr. was cool too. Like he was a good interview. He's a nice guy. I, I thought he was really nice. Plus, I didn't realize that I got like the, I actually got the. Ex- I thought he had already met, people had already mentioned he was gone from Impact, mm-hmm. but apparently that wasn't he hadn't confirmed it, and that I was where he confirmed that. it. I didn't That's even make it, yeah, I didn't even make a big deal about it. I saw it on somebody else mentioned. That's I was great. Like, I didn't even mention. I I don't really follow that, so it's like yeah, it wasn't something that I was like. I did ask him because people were asking me if he was gone from Impact. I was like, I don't know. I'll ask him. Yeah. It's a yeah. pretty cool little place. Uh, Cudahy, California. Yeah. Pretty cool little place for a wrestling show. Did, did you know who he was before we went to the show? Garza Jr.? Mm-hmm. From what he, did you well, know? from you told me. No, but I mean, did you had you seen him wrestle? No. No, I had not. And even that day, you didn't really see him. I didn't see that much. <laughs> you didn't see that much. I mean, it seemed smooth. Yeah. Uh, one thing that is kind of cool. He's is a good-looking dude, though. Very handsome guy. Yeah. Uh, one thing that's kind of cool, just for trivia's sake, is it was the first time he and Volador ever got in the ring. Yeah, together. yeah. I was like, it's kind of cool just yeah. to say it. When he said that, I was like, really? That's the first time. I was like, yeah. yeah. Really, you know, he took a while to like go out there for the interview, but other than that. But he was cool. Yeah, he was cool. He was very cool. Actually, it was cool when we got there and I asked him for the interview. He was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, he was totally yeah. nice about yeah. it. And yeah, the main event, it, it's something like hardcore fans like us would say, eh, it was lacking. Yeah. But I think the people there were Yeah, happy. they liked it. They I were mean, okay that's with who it. they're selling and it And they, they just want to go take pictures with them anyway, so it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Well, I remember remember the uh, that first year we saw Negro Casas. Yeah, he he kind of... but the, He went through the motions, yeah. but still, him going through the motions is like watching Jack Briscoe uh, in a good match. Yeah. I mean... But still, Negro Casas, I mean, he had a rush get out of there, but he, he entertained them. and Second time, he was really good. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a pro. Yeah. And even that first time, even though he had a rush out of there, yeah. he, still, he still... Are you going to go to um, Bluefish's show with um, all the, the Munoz family? Roosh, Pierroth, Mystico? I miss it. I don't know about Dragon Lee because he's hurt. Pierroth? <laughs> Pierroth will be there. No, no, I'm gone, I'm gone. I'm. I probably won't if Dragon Lee's there. Not there. I don't see the point in going. Yeah. I'm not a huge Mystico fan and Roosh. I like Roosh, but I don't. I know. like Roosh. I do want to interview him though. Oh, but there, yeah, I that would be cool. Yeah. But it, I like Roosh, but it's with the whole uh, with the whole Pierre Rose thing. It just kind of dampens the the vibe. Yeah. So I'm gonna. That's so, the best way to put I it. I think that's probably the end of the podcast. I think what. My plan in, for Vegas is that I'm going to try to get an interview with someone and ask them if they watched Microman. Microman. Ask everybody. Yes. I agree. I think that's great. Well, I think we're going to try to get ask Meltzer if you watched it. Yeah, and, I, and we, we have to. And then there's like this one female wrestler that I'm obsessed with, like asking her about this just because I want to <laughs> talk to her. Because she's really hot. I want to start asking people their opinion of Microman who don't know who he is. Yeah, yeah. We'll just ask, hey, you watch Microman? Yes. Like, we'll just ask them. We'll ask oh, Kikutaro. This, this is great. We'll ask yeah. Kikutaro, like, hey, have you watched Microman? Yeah. Well, I guess before closing, 
A comment on Battle Royals. It's funny being a California boy who grew up in the 70s. Yeah. Because both in Northern California and Shire's promotion and the LaBelle promotions. It's a big deal. It was a big deal. Every January. I said that. I said that on my Andre the Giant on podcast. I said that. that, Because I was talking about Andre the Giant doing the Battle Royals. And I said, I said, Kurt. Kurt era in the seventies, <laughs> California, big deal. Yeah, Fredo, late eighties, mid late eighties. Battle Royale was like, why do I have to sit through yeah. this? Yeah, well, here's the funny thing. It wasn't until I, I I moved up to Oregon when I was eighteen. Yeah, and uh, when I in Eugene, hmm. that's where I went every Friday night, Lane County Fairgrounds, and one night they open up the show with a ten man battle royal. And I could almost see this collective disappointment on the people's faces, like, oh, crap, a battle royal. (laughs) As far as I know, L.A. and San Francisco were the two places where battle royals were special. And it seemed like every other place, uh, when I knew people said, oh, they're doing a battle royal again. Oh, crap. Like, I hate those. They're throwaways. Well, I hate the way they're doing for the tournaments and the way CML does them, because it doesn't make sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, but that's why I'm saying it seems like Battle Royal, Royals were were badly thought out things. Well, All Japan, which was known for great wrestling in the eighties. Yeah, they did battle royals all the time. And they said, but and I they never sat do. through one. I heard they were some of the worst battle royals yeah, ever. Yeah, and it, it's just funny because I didn't realize that battle royals were throwaway matches and other promotions until I was. A do young you adult. think um, Santana Garrett watched um, All Japan Women? I have no idea. I'm gonna ask her. Ask her. I'm gonna ask her. About Microman. Microman first. Though. All that's Japan important. women. That's important. What do you know? What do we know about her, anyways? <laughs> like, I don't know much. <laughs> what other female She's wrestlers are here? What other female wrestlers are here? Oh, Melissa. Surely you're Melissa. She definitely watched All Japan Women. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, she, yeah. She, she's really good. I'm gonna ask her. I'm like, did you ever watch All Japan or did you watch Glow? And I'll say it like that. Yeah, I'll say it like this. Yeah. Did you watch? Oh, this will be. Did you watch? You on your face. Yeah. You gotta give that look. Did, did you watch Glow? Did you watch All Japan Women? Like very excited, or did you watch Glow? <laughs> That's gonna be. And then the Glow I girls like are gonna it. be there. Well, the Glow women now. Yes. Yeah. There are a lot of older women in, at, at Vegas. The, the that they're gonna honor, I think. Did you know they're gonna honor Brickhouse Brown? You know what? I just heard that a few days ago. Yes. I have no idea. I, I need to get a picture of Brickhouse Brown. Wasn't he Brown. in, like, real, really bad health for a while or something like He's that? fucking... Yeah, I think he, like, cancer, didn't he? I th- a couple yeah. years ago? Yeah, pretty recently. So, photo op. Gotta, gotta see him. I always what, dug him. I dug him. Where did you watch him wrestle? Like, Mid-South. Mid-South, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was no big deal, but yeah. I, I, I dug him. I dug him in world class when he teamed up with the Iceman King Parsons as the Blackbirds. Oh, wow. I, I didn't see that. Yeah. I, I saw King Parsons up in the north. Yeah, I just met really King Parsons. Him. used to say uh, Rudy Poo a lot. I never heard that. Rudy Poo, I don't know. I can't remember it. I used to say it all the time. And I was like, people were like, why are you saying that? It's like, I just met King Parsons. There was like one person who knew what I was talking about. <laughs> Rudy Poo. <laughs> what? Oh. Well, well, here we are, Vegas. We end this show with Brickhouse Brown. Yeah, uh, with Brickhouse Brown. And, uh... Hopefully we'll have And it is 2018, so at the end of 2018, we will issue the Microman Award for 2018. So we want all of you folks to say what should be qualifications for winning the Microman Award. I'm going to ask Dave Meltzer if he's he's started writing Microman. Oh, I can hardly wait. 
um, bio for his Hall of Fame. I can probably wait till Wednesday night the banquet yeah. so we can ask Dave Meltzer. We should do that. Like it'll be like we'll in, we'll Dave. We, we need to interview you, but we won't tell. And we'll, it'll be all micro bed stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I'll put yes. that on pay on my Patreon, you guys. Oh, I love that. You, I love make that. you guys okay. pay for that. <laughs> and, then, and then and then and then and then we have to ask Brian the same questions. Yes. And the filthy Tom Waller show will ask yeah, him too. Like, have you been watching Microman? Are you stealing some oh, of the his? Three of them, I bet filthy Tom Waller. I think he would be likely. the most likely. Oh, I don't know, Brian. Yeah. Brian doesn't watch that. Brian doesn't watch wrestling. <laughs> it just pretends. Yeah, you were saying. You guys were saying he's. He sounds like he's burnt out now. I don't. I don't know. Oh, Dan I don't. Was I don't that. listen. On the way I don't really. Dan Farron was saying that. It's hard. It's hard to like gauge because Dave is so like into it and like talks about it so much. Mm-hmm. That it's like you can't really tell. So it's kind of like Brian's yeah. like, yeah, like the interview. It would be like me doing a podcast like with Bix or and Chris, and it's like they're doing four hours of, like, of MMA kind of, or something like talking that. about wrestling nonstop. It's like yeah, I only watch Lucha guys. That's yep. It. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> well, we'll 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 do another podcast. We might do one before very we leave. soon. Yeah. Yes, we might do another here from the beautiful Rio and Las Vegas or Walnut Kills. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, Hare Krishna. Yo quiero aventarme un tiro con el negro, con el rojo y con el giro. En este corral yo mato, no se metan con lo mío. No porque sean de palenque van a creer que yo me espanto de un bolido mi madre no era corriente y mi padre fue muy fino traigo la sangre caliente no me la puedo apagar Y el giro me las tienen que pagar. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is a little extension of episode number ninety five of Lucha World. Uh, breaking news this morning we woke up to the very sad news that one of los hermanos dinamita passed away universo dos mil and um well fredo i you know a lot more about him than i do and and you know more about the health situation yeah they haven't confirmed the, the what it the cause but he had a heart attack about two years ago and he's been dealing with that 
he's been in and out of the hospital for the last couple of years. Um, it's been pretty bad. I know there's been a couple of people. Look, there's somebody going down the oh the zip the line. sky the zip line. Yeah, we're not in Walnut. Yeah, Hill, we're still so in Vegas. That, yeah, we we don't have uh, sounds like lo- uh, leaf blowers or trains going yeah. by. So you're getting to hear us marvel about what's going on yeah. outside of our hotel room. Yeah. So as the thunder and there's actually it's raining in Las Vegas it's right raining. now. It's raining. We actually had a, quite a lightning storm. Yeah, and and you know. While Universal this those me did pass away, we should confirm that Joey Chaos is still alive. That's right, Joey Chaos is alive. We are so thankful. When they did the roll call of wrestlers who passed away last night at Call of Flower Alley, we saw Joey Chaos there and first thing I did was I, I texted him on Facebook just desperate saying, Why did you have to die on us? And he answered me, which confused me because how do you answer somebody when you're actually dead? Um but Joey Chaos is alive. Yes, I suggest that we drop some flowers off at his um, Santino's Dojo, <laughs> yes. which we will be doing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Universal Dos Me passed away early, um, what is this, Tuesday? Early Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd been sick for a while, and there was like a rumor that he had he was really sick, like about, I would guess, about two, three weeks ago. Wow. Um, I know like the, the Dinamitas, the, the junior Dinamitas, the Nueva Generacion had mentioned that that wasn't true, but the person that actually revealed it was um, L.A. Park. So oh, wow. I think they might have not I realized that L.A. Park. Privacy yeah, and I don't think they realized that yeah. L.A. Park had revealed it on um, Twitter and other people started catching it and bringing it up. But yeah, um, uh, you know, he had a really, um, he had a really good career like towards the end. Mm-hmm. Like once the Dinamitas were like Cien Caras, Mascaño, Dosmi had gotten older. He kind of became the main focus of um, of the Dinamitas. He was the CML World Champion over like a seven year span. Uh, back I didn't when realize it was that it wasn't yeah well you know they didn't really defend the belt yeah. that much. It was like yeah. when Ryo wasn't defending it that much and then Universal. And um, but he was he was a pretty good worker. Like when he would have like a couple of big matches, mm-hmm. um, he had that match with um, the four way. Where he lost his mask yes. with um, Connect, Dr. Wagner Jr., mm-hmm. and um, Rayo de Jalisco. Um, I think that was in 2004. And when the whole Conan and. Uh, when the AAA split, he was there very early. Yeah, he was part I, of the Dinamitas. They were among the group that jumped to um, AAA. Right, right. Yeah, so yeah, he's, he had a pretty good career. He had a lot of stuff that he did. Um, he had that feud with um, the Pearls and Mal, Garza Jr., Hector Garza. Mm-hmm. I was going to say um, Garza Jr., but um, Hector mm-hmm. Garza. And Paraguayo Jr. Um, yeah, he's he wrestled. I think. Well, actually, when he first suffered the heart attack, he was after a wrestling match. But I think the wow. week or two prior to that, he wrestled one of those legend shows in um, CMLL, and that doesn't stop. You know, the Mexican. You know, here in the United States, you notice like they'll, they'll like well, not really the, the independent promotions, but like WWE and some of the bigger promotions. They want use some of the older guys because they don't want that. You know that risk. Yes. And in Mexico, they take the risk no matter what. We've seen, we've seen, we've seen AAA use the Vianos, and the Vianos weren't a hundred percent. That was so hard to on watch. The, yeah. So we've seen the Dinamitas yeah. on um, on on um, CML shows. So you know. Yeah, and one one of the things that we got to bring up, you were telling me earlier that the Junior Dinamitas uh, actually pointed to Universo as 
as more of the guiding light. Yeah, he, he was the one that basically like would take him to train. He mm-hmm. trained him. He would take him to get go get trained. He would take him to shows. And he kind of also was the one that told him, you cannot work like we used to. Because mm-hmm. the way the Dinamitas worked, and I'm sure a lot of people who watched them late in the in 90s or in the two, early 2000s, they were not the the work rate type of wrestlers they were still working the traditional style where it was like a lot of brawling Mm -hmm. a lot of it was really bad and what he told them was like you cannot do that because nowadays fans expect so much more of you in the ring and they actually brought a lot more in the ring they Mm -hmm. did they do a lot more um high spots they do a lot more um technical stuff they still do a lot of brawling but it's very much well i have to say because i know i know i'm i'm a parrot on issues like this i'll say the my impressions over and over again but the Junior Dinamitas, yeah, I don't know if I'm just reading into this too much, being an old man, but when I see the Dinamitas, I see s- such a perfect bridge between the old school and the new school, because they still get old school heat. Yeah. Which they, nobody does anymore, well, you know, but, they still, but they're still wrestling the modern style. Like, if you watch them wrestle Sanson and Cuatrero, mm-hmm. they'll still bring a lot of that... Um, the charisma that their dad did a lot more yeah. Sanson a lot more but Cotero sometimes does a lot of the mannerisms because they get that from from um, Cien and yes. they watch they watch their dad they they didn't watch a lot of his stuff but they know enough about what they, they've seen and they know what he's done so they use that a lot and you get that during a lot yeah, of their matches yeah. I mean, and they, I mean they're even using his finisher Cuatrero's using the, yeah. the reverse bear hug as a finisher and it's really cool and yeah and it's a, it's just the nice balance it's like they do the crowd work just enough but not to the point where it seems like they're they're having a night off or being lazy yeah i mean they do the old school stuff that works and they do the new school stuff that works yeah you know i'm i'm they're one of my favorite things about pro wrestling today and you know it's weird universal does me passed away at 55 years old and you still see like a lot of the luchadors that are at that age even older and they're still very active and they're actually pretty good like Negro Casas Atlantis is kind of like a little bit but you know he's still there Um, Black Cherry um, Negro Negro Navarro yes there's still a lot of guys that are still very active and you know it's really a matter of just like taking care of yourself health wise and unfortunately that wasn't that doesn't have I know that can be that can be um, a bit of a quagmire if you're a professional wrestler yeah and worse if you're like a guy doesn't really want to like well you know really all people don't really want to go like get themselves checked and everything because you know you're always a thinking kind of machismo thing. yeah you think it's going to be bad news and you don't want to yeah see that. that's why i could have never made it in the wrestling business is i feel a stray ache the first thing i do is say i think i better get this looked at you yeah, know yeah where where you know a lot of guys they'll yeah. uh, they'll have a bullet in their rib cage he was, and say let me walk it off he know? was training in his um his home area at lagos de moreno mm-hmm. so um there was he had some involvement in this promotion in that area but from what i understood that promotion died out because he was co-promoting with somebody else and they had a falling apart they they just had a disagreement a fall or they fell apart from each other and he started doing something else Mm -hmm. and it wasn't like i think by that point his health was pretty much bad enough where it just couldn't continue on well that's that's that is a shame i mean uh, Ed, you were telling me of the, the three brothers. He's the youngest. Yeah? Yes, yes. I, I can't help but... It's got to be hard for those guys because it's wrestling families, you know. Exactly. And when, when it's your younger sibling, I... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's the big... That's the latest news. That's the news, very sad news, but... 
Um, Hopefully, no one else dies while we're in Vegas. I know. We're, 2018 has been a kind of sucky year yeah. so far. Too many, yeah. too many people have passed yeah. in such a short time. We, we're probably going to go to the the whatever they're doing next on the, in the convention. That's right. Try to get interviews or like. We'll do that. Yeah. And we we we'll will ask be back. people if they. Uh, we're going to ask people. Are you aware that? Joey Chaos of Santino Brothers is alive. We're still gonna ask. We're gonna still gonna ask if they they're fans of Microman, if they've watched. It, it, that is gonna be the question of the night. Yes. And like we said earlier, so we can end this on a lighter note because I'm a very shallow person and I like ending things on shallow light notes. Um, we will at the end of the year have a Microman Award with LuchaWorld.com. Is that right, Fredo? Right. Yes. Yes. And it will go to Microman because he's got It'll go to Microman. But uh, we, we need we need our listeners to let us know what do you think goes into being a microman award? What are what are the qualifications? Um, because this is things that are going to change the uh, change the shifting the stars in the. Universe. I think it's going to be bigger than the Observer Hall of Fame. It'd be the microman much bigger. Award. The microman. I should mention we had a lot of rum like today's so while we're after be, we did we did this podcast. I I, well, I gotta say you're making a lot more sense than I am. Yeah. <laughs> so I I yeah. I give kudos to you. I worry about us later today tonight. <laughs> uh, you know the secret, don't you? What? Lots of water. Nah. Seriously. It's just taking up space. <laughs> <laughs> What did I tell you about when I first experimented with that? Mm. Uh, because like 20 years ago, I heard somewhere that the causes of hangovers is more the dehydration. Mm-hmm. And the same thing when people have a drink to go to sleep because they have insomnia, but then they can't go back to sleep. is the dehydration that has people wired. Oh. And so uh, I've only had a few hangovers in my life. I hate them. But... The first year I came back here to Cauliflower Alley in 2003, um, if I can remember, is because Tom Hanks and Hankins invited me because he had a huge room and stuff like that. But uh, we were we were hanging around at the bar at the the Plaza Hotel, and there was Buddy Roberts, and he's one guy I marked out on just Mr. Roberts. I just want to say I enjoyed watching you and. We ended up having a 90-minute conversation, which I usually don't have with old-school wrestlers. But um, uh, I am pretty plastered. Where was yes, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea where we're going. I this show. No, this no, I remember what I was going to say. <laughs> so, so I said, you know, I'm enjoying myself. I've had about five years. I'm going to put this thing into practice. And so I started chugging with lots of water <laughs> to the point where it's uncomfortable. Then I have a beer and a shot and a beer and a shot. <laughs> I had at least 12 beers. I don't know how many shots of peach schnapps and uh, memory of Dr. Jerry Graham. You know, nobody's going to invite me to go to Mexico now because now that they realize no, I, I do No, they're going to invite you because <laughs> they say if you could have an influence on somebody like Vandal Drummond, then you must be the coolest in the room, the party We still haven't figured out it. Or yeah, but no, I, I... Oh, I saw Blue Demon Jr. at the... I should mention, I saw him at the Cauliflower Alley convention. Now, we must say... I didn't really That talk news about. of me talking to Buddy Roberts is much more prolific than Blue, Blue Demon, Demon Jr. Jr. being anywhere. Santana so, Guerrero looks great She again. looks beautiful. Yeah. Yes, yes. And, um... I know Dylan and Micro Mafia were, like, were disagreeing with me. Actually, Micro Mafia didn't comment on it, because that was more Dylan. <laughs> Trust me, guys. Wait. Trust me, guys. You see them face to face. There are big people that are listening to the show that actually saw her also, and, and they and will they're confirm. All they're no, all they're pretending. all confirming. That. They're all agreeing with me. 
I, I, one of the things that where I, I said, know nothing about her, and I'm going to interview her. One of the things where I realized I have a true kindred, oh, and, and by the way, to cut to the chase, yeah, I drank enough to get a hangover, but I didn't get one because I was so bloated with water, and it yeah. was worth it. Just, uh, I'm not a scientist like my dad, so whenever I can pull something off like that, I'm proud. I'm up, so, I'm up, I'm up $1.20, I should tell everybody. That's great. I'm on even, my gambling. Yeah, he's doing well. He's doing better than I. I'm even right now because I don't gamble because I get an anxiety attack whenever I gamble. I'm going to have to try later. I should have stayed there longer because this is a really good-looking girl. You were asleep at that time. I was fast asleep. Really good-looking girl, and I should have just stayed there and kept, like, maybe, like, talked to her. Like, oh, you know, totally. Yeah, so we'll, Vegas. we'll come back later and do another podcast. We will come back podcast. later. There's all sorts of news, and uh, condolences to the Dina Mites, um, and It's going to be a rough couple of days for them. I know, totally, totally. And uh, who knows? We might have another uh, Microman uh, sighting soon. So it's the rum, I swear. I'm actually quite competent. Illustrious. Uh, Fredo says to turn it off. I'm going to turn it off now. Okay? Can I turn it off now, Fredo? Turn it off. Thanks.